Meanwhile, at the Hellfire Club, Tony Stark and Emma Frost share some pillow talk. Uh, yeah, when uh, this is all over, I wouldn't mind trying to figure us out. You forget, I've seen your plans. The only future planning you need to worry about is sorting an urn, dear. <laughs> you don't like our odds? Oh, <laughs> I think I'm going to be fine. Uh-huh. You, however, are in trouble. Oh, Hold on, dear. Oh, whoa. Hold on. What? What? Stop. I, I know it's not big, but come on. It's the motion in the ocean. It's not that. Oh. There are two gay men staring at us through your window. Oh, God. Show yourselves, boys. Brett and Evil Jeff from Comic Book Queers. I can read your minds. I know it's you. Oops. So sorry. So sorry. Hey, yeah. Oh, my God. It's just don't mind sorry. us. Keep on yeah. going. I know that. Keep on going. I'm eating some popcorn, so the crunching is probably a little loud. Um, but we've been waiting for this for ages. Like, we are so into this. Like, we didn't think we were going to be, and now we're super into it. We just had to see it firsthand. Yeah, we are so obsessed with you. We will just, like, we, we just pretend we are not here. Just I mean, pretend we're not here. Just one little note. If you could, like, go into diamond form for just one second at least. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. And, and Tony. Go. More S. Go. Yes, yes. Okay. Okay. And boys. Get the fuck out of here before I turn you both into heterosexual men. Oh, fuck. No, 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 no. I don't want that. I'll turn okay. you into incels. Ah! No, no. No. Okay, we're no, so sorry. Cue the music. Fashion. Cue the music. We'll okay, start the show. Yeah. We'll start the show. Cue the music. everybody and welcome to comic book queers legacy that was close i am your host brett and with me as always is the peeping tom herself evil jeff hi evil how come no fucking woman wants to ever date me fucking bitches <gasps> oh no her incel spell oh no you need to get me gay again say something to make me gay um, RuPaul's Drag Race season 16 had its first elimination of the season. Oh my God. Okay. I'm ready. I'm back. Woo! I'm oh, back. Worked. Ready to talk about it. I can't believe that worked. <laughs> That's incredible. Hello. How are you? I'm amazing because not a lot of comics came oh out, but basically a comic we've been waiting to come out a came moment. out. And I'm surprised we didn't text each other. I'm surprised I didn't get a... I'm really surprised, too. Yeah, yeah. But I was like... <gasps> I was just... I was on the floor. You know, like, Kill Bill at the end of Kill Bill Vine 2, where she has her daughter, and she's overcome with emotion, and she's yes. just on the floor? That was me. <laughs> I was just fucking... I was jerking it. Emma for... <laughs> I was too. Emma Frost and Tony Stark have consummated their marriage. But we by that, yes, we mean they boned. Yes, but we will talk about that when we talk about the X Men. That's right. I think That's there's right. a few other things we need to talk about first, like so maybe some hot topics. Cue that music. We got some hot. We got some hot topics. Yeah. Um, all right. So one big hot topic is we have, I mean, we're pretty much locked in for our Fantastic Four. I think the Fantastic Forecast has landed. I think it's pretty safe to say. All right. Give it to me. We got some Pedro so Pascal. We got some Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards. He'll make it work. We've got some Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm. She's going to be great. We've got some Joseph Quinn as Johnny Storm. I just hope he nailed his audition. And then we've got Eben. I can never remember this guy's fucking name. It's Cousin from the Bear. It's Richie from the Bear. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is Ben Grimm, which I think is great. I mean, he was just, I mean. Uh, he won a fucking Emmy just now. Did he win the Emmy? Yes, girl. Oh, wait, was that the Golden Globes? No, when I don't all think three he, of them. I don't no. think he won the Emmy. Did he win the Emmy? Shit. I think he won the Emmy for Best Supporting Comedy. Um, Eben Moss Backrack. Yeah, Burt Backrack's son. Is that real? <laughs> no. I oh my god! I would no. He did win the Emmy. There's a picture of him with the Emmy. He all three of them the won. Jaw, Io, Io. And Bert, I was also killing it with her. She's speeches. a force. Her speech where she was like, she was like, I know it was just like, wait, I have a kid that wants to do improv. Like, 
I was like, you speak to me on so many levels. I know. You're everything I thought I could be one day. Also, her character from The Bear and then like her character from Bottoms, like this girl has range. Oh, big time. And Theater Camp? Yeah. Oh, she's so funny in that too. Is that Swindler? Yeah. So funny. Yeah. So okay. And who's Doom? Who's Doom? We I don't know if we don't have a Doom. We don't we just have a four. We just have a four. Could be Galactus, might not be Doom. I mean, they gotta bring in Doom, especially with all the Kang nonsense. He's gone, by the way. Have we talked about that? Oh yeah, that's right. He is gone. He's gone. You know who they're saying is gonna replace? Who? Who? That gay man Coleman Domingo. (gasps) Yeah, how about that? Do you know where Coleman Domingo would did we talk about that? Where he got his start? Did we talk about that? No. Earlier? What? The very gay sketch show with Kate stop, McKinnon stop. and Johnny McGovern. He was on stop. season two. Oh my God. People were like, oh, he's gay. I'm like, girl, the first oh thing my he God. did he was played Rustin. Gay. He's yes, gonna he's get, Rustin. He's going to get an Oscar nomination. And he, tomorrow. But he's also in the color purple as Danny Glover's character. Danny Glover's art. character. Oh. But, but he humanizes Range. him. He also, his, um, I think it was the People's Choice Awards, his outfit, yeah, fucking hot up. as shit. Also, he can get it. Like he- Oh, he can get is it. Is smoking hot fine. Do you know what movie I loved him in? What? The new Candyman. Nia DaCosta's Candyman. Loved it. That, loved him in it. Oh, that's right. That's That movie, one of my favorite horror movies in the past few years too. So good. So good. Also, the idea of me, and it's like, I know I'm he's out of my league, but the fact that he's an openly gay man, the thought that we could potentially have sex. Let's talk really about these. To me. Let's talk about these gay actors who are just owning pop culture right now. Can we talk about Matt Bomer? I still have not seen Fellow Travelers. It's Matt Bomer. I mean, the Jonathan sex Bailey. scenes. Just fast forward through all the sex I just scenes. want to see the sex scenes. Yeah. Jonathan Bailey. And, but here's the thing. Cause we're, okay. We're going to talk about Emmys a little bit. Cause I think that's a hot topic. Hot topic. Um, there's a, there's a, a blind item. Someone was supposed Ooh. to come out at the Emmys. Ooh. But instead at the last minute did Stop. not tell their boyfriend and decided to take their trans sister instead. Oh, <gasps> Pedro Pascal. Pedro motherfucking Pascal. This is just a blind item, so it could not be true, but I'm going to believe um, it. I mean, do you understand these two straight girls in my office? I was like, you know, you do know he is a gay man, right? And they, they fought me so hard to the point where I was like, I'm telling you the sky is blue. No, like, I mean, the, here's the thing. Up for I, I, I know 100% that he is gay. 100%? And not, no, but not just because of my feeling. No, my friend... Is friends with someone that used to live with him. Yeah. There's no secret here. And he was completely out, like in the 2000s. Yes. Out. His best friend is Sarah Paulson. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, also, what do, at the Golden Globes, he was just sitting there with Matt Bomer and, and, oh. the, and the other guy. And, 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 what's his name? Bailey? What's his first name? Jonathan Bailey. Jonathan Bailey. And they're all just like. Blah, 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 blah. And Let me tell you something. Uh, yeah. You know who put a stop to him coming out? You you know who want to know who? I me, fucking Disney. I bet you it's Disney. I Jesus. bet you. Oh, because he's the Mandalorian, and he's fucking Reed Richards. Back to our hot topic. <laughs> Do you see how we did that? But here's the deal: he's all, they're not going to fire him for being the Mandalorian. The only thing is, I bet you they're just like, hey, we will pay you. An extra so much money, ten million a year for you to just not come out. I feel like I would take that deal. Absolutely, I would. I would. You know, my morals. It does not take a lot for me to compromise my morals. I would do something heterosexual on camera. I would kiss a woman. I would touch her boobs. <laughs> I would do it for ten million dollars. Who do you think should play Doom? Oh God, that's a hard question. I mean, uh, you know, Io Adibari, she's doing great. <laughs> she, what can't she do? What can't she do? Um, I doom. That's tough. I do like Mads Michelson is so the obvious answer that it's boring. Who? The guy that played Hannibal in the TV show. Oh right. What if we pick another gay guy? Um. Who's the guy from All of Us Strangers? Oh, Andrew Scott. Andrew Scott. 
oh, he would be perfect. Do you know why? Because he's a great Moriarty. Yeah, he's good at being the villain. Yes, that's good. That's good. Paul Mezcal. I feel he's, he's a too heterosexual young. I feel he's man. too young. No, I'm questioning his sexuality. Paul Mezcal. Did you see all of us strangers? I have not yet. I went to see Poor Things instead, which we'll talk about later. I I saw it, and uh, um, as a third act, the third act I did not like. But everything, uh, it was one of those things where it's the first time, I'm not, I don't want to give anything away, but it's the first time where I'm watching a movie and I'm crying and I'm like, this is so beautiful. It's very sad. And then the third act happens and I was like, what? I'm not, I don't like any of this. I don't like any of this. And so, but I will say this, Paul Mescal, he, he has a free ticket to our side, to the gay side, whenever. Please join. Their sex scenes were smoking hot. He's hot. But Paul Mescal is in my top. He's 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 entered my top 10 of like hottest men ever. I'm not prepared to give a top 10, but maybe we should do that next week is give our top 10 hottest men. Oh, Current? God. I need to like I need to do some research. Yeah, me too. Is Current. this only actors or we can we go porn stars or can it be my neighbor I think, across the street? I think we should <laughs> I you can do that sparingly. I actually think we should leave porn stars off the table. No. Oh, because they're not people? Because sex work get, isn't real work? What okay. Wow. That's exactly what wow. I'm saying. No, stop it. <laughs> I think you get one porn star. Out of your yeah. t- you get ten percent porn star. Okay. One, you get an, another 10% could be someone I don't know. Okay. But then you have to, and like musicians, I guess you can do like rock stars, I guess. Yeah. But I'm talking actors. You can do an athlete if you want. Okay. Enough. Next week. Did I talk last week? I always met Angelina Jolie. Yes. In the grocery She's store. She's in my fucking top 10 now. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Ew. Um, Anything else? I'll tell you this. The oh. Emmys was good. Oh, nobody watched it. But lowest it was rated ever. I lowest rated ever because it was like four hours long. But it and was also, actually really good. It was entertaining. But it's also a re... I heard Anthony Anderson was fantastic. Yeah, it had a good but, host. It had real smarts. All of the all of the awards were just little mini reunions of old shows coming out to give the awards out. It was. Oh, really that's smart. cute. That's cute. I should check it out. It's on Hulu. Yeah. Or Peacock or something. Plus, Jennifer Coolidge won. Both uh, both actors from Beef won. And Beef won the show. And yeah. Beef won. I was very happy. Here's the thing. That's what happened at the Golden Globes. And that's why nobody watched the Emmys. Because it's just a repeat. It's the same people who win at all these well, award shows. but you have shows. to remember, like, the Emmys were supposed to happen in September. I know. But I'm saying so like... It, it, is, it was unfortunate, the timing. Okay. The Golden Globes ruin everything as far as I'm concerned. Oh, wow. I, we now know that Oppenheimer is going to win everything at the Oscars as far as I'm well, concerned. But that's, but you know, you never know. That's what makes upsets and stuff like that. I have another hot topic. So the okay. Oscars is all about fashion. And I want to talk about what I'm wearing. Yeah, nothing. So I'm wearing comfy pants, as we call them in this household. You know, like sleepwear. Soft pants with a drawstring and those um, are called sweatpants sweatpants girl do you know what kind of sweatpants they are i don't know juicy juicy couture i feel like sweatpants have got like they're tapered and they've got bands at the bottom like these are like no but they make fake no no, i have i will say half of my pants are fake sweat are sweatpants they're like the was it like jeggings they're like joggers yeah they're they look like the real pants but they're really sweat no this is the opposite of that i'm wearing pajamas okay they're x-men 97 pajamas like uh, the upcoming cartoon i got them for christmas uh my brother-in-law joe's brother he bought me a lavender hoodie a he knows i love hoodies but it's covered it's all x-men like old jim lee x-men drawings on it Okay. Of Do you want to guess? X-Men characters. Do you want to guess which four X Men characters there who's are are featured on my pants? Wait, wait, it's, wait, wait! I thought if it's X Men ninety seven, it's not the whole cast. No, it's just four characters for some reason. Wait, it's is it like weird? Is it like ones on the butt, ones on the crotch, and two on each no. leg? 
it's just their heads. It's just their heads repeating. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. All right. So rogue. You have four. You have to guess four. Okay. There's rogue. Four. Is that right? What's your second? What's your second? Uh, oh, you're, oh, so you're not going to say yes or no. I have to guess all four. Oh, Jesus yes. Christ. I'm going to know, knowing you, I'm sure that these are I women. Didn't des- I didn't design the pants. I got no, them for Christmas. No, but knowing you, no, but but somebody saw these pants and was like, this faggot, Brett, wants these. So I'm assuming it's all women. These are women's pants. Okay, if I, d- wait, hold on. <laughs> I got them from my 13-year-old nephew. Oh, and he knows you're a faggot. I'm still sticking to my story. I think, well, okay, well, now I have to change it up. Okay. I think it is Storm, Wolverine, Rogue, and Jubilee. Are you fucking kidding me, Jubilee? Who is it? Well, you got one right. Oh, shit. Guess which one? Storm. No, Wolverine. Oh, what? Who was on it? It's Wolverine, Cyclops. (sighs) Is there Magneto? All men? Yes. And Xavier? No. That's the best part. Number four is Gambit. Oh, no. It's just just Cyclops, Magneto, Gambit, and Wolverine. It's so, and it says X-Men 97. It's so weird. Brett, do you have a gas stove? (laughs) Yes. I want you to light all the burners. Oh, my God. I want you to take those pants off and throw them onto it. No, they're so comfortable. Blasphemy. Listen, I'm wearing pants with Gambit on them, Okay. Oh, wee wee. <laughs> That's what, yeah, right next to my penis oh, is a speech hi. bubble. It's a speech bubble of Gambit going wee wee. Yeah. Okay. His anyway. mouth is a zipper, so when you go to pee, it looks like your dick is his tongue. <laughs> and somehow your pee comes out like, like he's glo- glowing, p- glowing pink. <laughs> well, hey, you have and, enough Red Bulls. That, that happens. Oh, okay. It also blew up my toilet. Uh, sorry, we're talking about Gambit. Should we talk about X-Men? Let's hit that music. I was reading X-Men comics in a cocktail bar. That much is true. Yeah. Oh, my word. So we've had three X-Men books in the past week that we need to talk about. X-Men number 30, Cable number one, and this is an X-Men book, The Invincible Iron Man number 14. Holy shit. Monumentous, that last one. Are we talking about that one last? What do you want to do? Um, I don't know. Okay, let's I talk really about Cable first. Know. All right, let's talk about Cable. So you could go off about how you don't understand why this book is happening. <laughs> so you want to know the thing about Cable? Yeah. I liked it. Oh, really? The story was it was entertaining. Yeah, it was. I like the two I cables liked, together. I like kid cable and adult cable. The thing I that I am confused about is: Does adult cable remember everything, or yeah, do so the time ha- do the timelines change? So he's like, "Oh, things happened to this kid, and I don't remember it." Also, so it's also weird where so he was murdered by this kid, and then resurrected. But wait, when we when he was resurrected, was he resurrected old Cable again? I'm trying to remember the plots. When he was resurrected, he was resurrected old Cable again. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I that that's the one thing I wish there was just a little more clear of like does does Cable remember doing all of this as a kid? I feel I, it's not fully clear. It's yes and no, depending on the writer, kind but of. But in I this think comic right here, I'm still not 100% In this right clear. here, got you. But I also feel that if it's like, what are we going to do? He's like, don't worry, we're going to get out of this because I was you. I think that is actually an interesting, like, Layla Cheney, I know stuff. I kind of want that added in here. I think that would be kind of fun. Kind of fun. Um, but basically, Cable and Young Cable battling the Tony Stark Sentinels um, to get him out to old cable to break out young cable after he was taken by Orcus. Yes. In some such book, Hellfire Gal. I don't remember. Uh, yeah. And they're off on their own shooting things up. And apparently there's this new bad guy 
and they're called um, the Neocracy. Yes. Okay. Let's pause. And has that have they been brought up before? Because I'm not remembering them, but I feel like they have. Don't you remember the Neo? Is this the Neo? What's the Neo? Oh, girl, we're talking early 2000s, like that whole... Oh, see, that's when I wasn't reading them. Yeah, it was your dark period. So the Neo, there was, I believe her name was Domina, was like their leader. There was They were a race of like, they're pretty much mutants, but they were like a mutant offshoot. And this was and in X-Force? X-Men. Oh, X-Men, okay. Yeah, and they thought they were destined to inherit the earth and they were like, no, 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 we're not mutants. We're the Neo. And it's like, you're pretty much just mutants. But Cyclops so like was like, no, he was like, no, they're mutants. But like they're physiologically just like stronger and, and more so durable like the one, than It's us. basically the one billion BC mutants and then the children of the vault they're, like no, that all being rehashed again. No, they're super mutants. They were just like an offshoot of mutants. But that, that just doesn't like- sound like what this is. I know, but it's still the Neo. And like they were kind of a big deal for a while. But basically here the Neocracy is that everybody kind of uploads themselves almost into like, and they all become like a linked hive mind. But then everybody's at yeah. peace. But everybody's at peace, but then there's no freedom. So Right. Which is also, but that also sounds very similar to a Dominion. Oh, does it? Yeah, doesn't it? Isn't mm, that what a Dominion is? Yeah, I think is? so. Yeah, you get you get assimilated into like the hive mind because it was supposed to be the Technarch, but the what is it? The the, the phalanx, yeah, the yeah. phalanx. But then now it seems that's being written out and forgotten. Yeah, I don't know. It's confusing. But anyway, it's confusing. He's like these people will destroy the entire universe. So we had to take them out before Orcus, and they're both just on fun little adventures. And that's the thing is. I don't mind fun little adventures if the writing is good and the chemistry is good and they have good chemistry and the writing is good. So I like it. I like it too. Uh, The woman who they visit in the park, who's drinking the coffee with the red hair, isn't it? Wasn't she like Cable's Lois Lane a long time ago? Irene Merriweather. I don't don't remember. I I think like Irene, for some reason I remember Irene Merriweather as being like a cable character. And I, I think I got, I got to, I should have done some research. Also, how do you say his last name? Cable. No, no, the writer Fabian Nicesia. Oh God. I don't know. Nicesia. Nicesia. Sorry. But he wrote New Mutants, right? Oh, I mean, he's, yes, he's a stalwart. Like, he's a fucking oh. Chris Claremont and Louise Simonson. Yeah, but, like, even broader Marvel. I mean, I think he was other books. Just oh, just yeah, but I mean, in the X-Men, X-Men world, I, I, like, he's an old. And so the fact that, yeah. that this is an old, because usually when it's, like, because that was, like, you know, Louise Simonson, and they'd, like, oh, here's our new Storm Here's this old classic written by Chris Claremont. It's usually kind of like, it's kind of garbage. Yeah, but this was. But I like this. Vibrant. Yeah. Had energy, had fun, had smarts, was good. I still want to know if it's the Neo. Color me impressed. Color me impressed, girl. Uh, Do you want to talk about X-Men number 30? Fuck yeah, I do. All right. So on the cover. We see Sink and Talon fighting the High Evolutionary and his Anamen. Yeah. And we're like, oh, yeah, that plot point from when they fought the High Evolutionary years ago in X-Men. And High Evolutionary is like, I'll leave if Sink gives me a drop of his blood. And was that before or after the vault? That was before. So before the vault. So this is like to them, this is like 600 years ago or something, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was before. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope, I think. Oh, God. Listeners, you and you and you. I'd like to know was that before they were lost in the vault? Yeah, I, I just can't remember. It's hard to keep track because we're old. We're old, by the way. 
But speaking of old, Cyclops and Jean Grey are having sex in a dream sequence. Uglies. Yeah, and he's on top and she's on bottom. Notice here's Very the missionary. We so have missionary. two sex scenes, and Jean's <gasps> on the bottom in her sex scene. Oh, Emma's on Emma's top in her top. sex scene. Thank you. Thank you for that insight. Anyway, Scott keeps having these visions and dreams of Jean Grey being the phoenix, being like, I'm the fire, I'm here to save you. These are clearly, he's like, these are, vi- and I also love that his, if you notice his, he does not have his ruby quartz um, visor on. His, his, she's always, when she was the phoenix, she could hold oh, she's back. she's always holding she back those optic blasts. She could hold back blasts. those optic blasts. Edging, just edging his optic blasts. Which I love, and it's never mentioned, but for those that are in the know, they're in the fucking know. This it's is iconic. not a dream. This is a vision, and she's sending it to him. This is what I. Would you agree? Oh, I absolutely agree. And he I knows absolutely this. Agree. And he also 100% knows this, which is why he is so calm before his trial. And then this poor woman, this poor doctor, who's supposed to like testify that he's sane enough to stand trial, I guess. And he's yeah. like, well, your kid's a mutant, so if you don't want your mutant sent to a death camp, you'll do what I say. Yeah, she's so like, I'm just like, let him go. What the fuck? <laughs> like, Dude. So, but, but she gave him a warning, and I like this, where she goes, I think Cyclops thinks he's exactly where he wants to be right now. Yes. And this motherfucker, his uh, Dr. Stasis is like, oh, good. <laughs> that fool. I'm like, no, you need to be, if you see Cyclops super calm, you should be shaking in your goddamn boots, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A neurotic Cyclops is the one you want in your cell. Yeah. Not a calm one. Yeah. Because the calm one has thought through a plan. One of those iconic Cyclops plans. And so then we have them. So then it cuts back to Sink and Town where they have to go. Why are they going to the high evolutionary again to get what? Oh, they're going to go get this thing that's going to allow them to. It's like a bio bomb that he created that's oh, going to allow oh, them oh. to. That will stop give everyone the, the antidote. It'll, it'll kill yes. the switch that will kill everyone that's taken Correct. the corrupted X Men medication. But let's take a second and look at this tarot card page. Yes. This tarot card page of Sync in a diaper with Karma's power signature around his head facing. Laura, who's all hooked up to machines, and in between them is not only a tree, like a Krakoan tree and gate, but it's Jean with the Phoenix Raptor around her. Yes. Now, as someone who reads tarot cards. Oh, the lovers. The lovers is the emperor and the empress card, and the person officiating is the hierophant, which is the wise, it's the wise card, the, the wisdom card. Okay. And so G. Gray is the wisdom. And she's the one, she's kind of running the show from the white hot room is what it's coming across to me. And and it's, but I'm not sure what those, um, what all of those, uh, like those machines? the machine thing that she's hooked up to. We'll find out later that her body is gone later. So I'm, conf- I'm wondering if that's somehow related to that. And I'm wondering if Gene is somehow like, are those machines related to the solution of what we'll find out happens later or, or is Gene or both? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Also, I was talking about tarot cards. This is a little sidetrack of my personal life. I got a Watsu massage last night. Okay. What is and that? And have you a Watsu? I know what you're thinking, but it's like, it was not, it's not a sexual massage. <laughs> it's just, it was like, but it's in the, it's in a hot tub. I know I'm describing this and oh, you're like, what? This is not sexual at all. But you're in this hot tub and you have these things like floaties and you're kind of like moonlighting where he's stretching you in the, while you're floating in the water. Okay. And massaging you and stretching you while you're floating in water. I love this. It was kind of awesome. But afterwards, he showed me, he made me like pick a tarot card, but then he found out that I read tarot cards and then we got into a long conversation about tarot cards. So this reminds me of that. But oh, I like okay. all of this. I, I, like, I like these tarot card um, editions. I do too. I like these. Better than like pages of having to read shit. Ah, thank you. Those data pages, they got a little unruly. Yeah. So they go off to the sink and talent, go off to the high evolutionary. Meanwhile, Firestar in her sunfire disguise. What is what is 
Has she ever flown like completely enveloped in flames like this before? She's leveling up through this experience. Yeah. Yeah, she has. So she goes over the ocean to meet with Iron Man to kind of like talk shit about something. And basically, I think it's he's basically like, it's time to it's it's time to come back to our side. Your undercover work is done. Time to come over to our sides, which is like, finally. You know what I realized during the scene? These are former teammates. Firestar was on the Avengers with Tony during the whole George Perez run. Oh, right? yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like, these are old teammates talking to each other, which yeah. I love. Love it. But the high evolutionary who's just a total dick. And I don't know his, is that his daughter? Yeah, I guess so. And then they're like, kinda- let's have a battle. And then he's like, I still have Jean Grey's powers and here's the thing is where i also wanted to be addressed that like sync seems more powerful than hope i know we've talked about this before i know and he's not the omega for some reason but well, part sync, of it but sync and hope have the same power set but also when i think when they were discovering omegas sync did not live 500 years and then get resurrected you know what i mean yeah but, but also yeah he paid he hope does not pay a price for her power sync does what price does he pay? He ages. He ages when he uses the powers? Yeah, they're really leaning into that also lately, by the way. Oh, but he's always just using... But but he can keep Talon's powers. That's the thing is that's, he can keep them. That's what ages him. It's when he uses a power that he has kept or remembered, he ages rapidly. But how does that work when you use someone's power that makes you not age? Oh, it, it, after you're done using her power, you age even more. Oh, but that's the thing is, but can he, because that's the thing is, how long can he use the power for? It seems like Gene's been dead forever. And so he's like, can it be like. I think he can use it in perpetuity, but if he is using the power of somebody who's not like right next to him like he used to, he ages. Yeah. Oh, when was that talked about? Probably a. It's t- quite a bit. Probably a. Su- <laughs> in fact. Was it, was it all just in those long pages? Oh, a lot. Yes. Okay. Well, it's I didn't been read in, any of that. In, <laughs> you didn't read a single data page, did you? <laughs> I got really bored after a while. <laughs> Shut up. I was like, if, I it loved impor- the- if it's important, Brett will tell me. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, yeah, nerd Brett over here. Be like, did you notice that, that one subtext in paragraph three of the data page? But anyway, the high evolutionary is like, battle my daughter. Like, all right, we battle the daughter. He's like, now battle me and I'll give you the thing. And so they battle him. It cuts. We don't know what happened. Then we see Phalon talking to Firestar. They're all so stupid. They don't know. They don't realize they're about to be duped, which I do feel like they're so stupid that they don't see this coming. They really are stupid. Like, like not once is one of them like, wait a minute. What the fuck is Firestar doing here? What is yeah, she doing? Yeah, because she's, she's literally like, oh, they're all going to land. They're going to take all of their... I mean, this is where our kind of this probably should have we should have talked about Invincible Iron Man before this one, because I think this comes after. Oh, yeah. OK. But well. basically, they're like, we're they're expecting all of Iron Man's new ships are going to be coming from Mars. and They're going to land in Australia in the outback. And they're like, well, they won't see this coming. And they're just like, she's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah you got them. <laughs> what did you say, Angelica? Nothing. But anyway, so then uh, Sink gets his uh gets the 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 high evolutionary ball tony's using this to try and fix the whole you know switch on the medicines and then he goes to talk to talon and then here comes ms marvel like who are you talking to freak freak show and nobody's there this was done in agents of shield so well where after Fitz of Fitz and Simmons was brain damaged and he and Gemma ha- Simmons had a falling out, there was an episode where he was talking to her the whole time. And then at the very end, another character comes up and goes, who are you talking to? And there's no one there. And you realize the whole time that Gemma was in his imagination yeah, of his damaged brain. So anyway, he used the last of his powers because Talon got killed by the High Evolutionary. So he sucked her soul basically and psyche into himself 
Did he use, whose powers did he say he used to do that? Karma? Oh, Miss Jean Grey. Or Jean Grey, Jean Grey. And so now she's inside of them. So they need to get, they need to get that resurrection back. Because I assume if they resurrect her body. Oh, wait a minute. Jean will fix it. But no, but here's the deal. If they resurrect her body, he can put that, that psyche back into that body. However, there is already two there's already other. another Laura. There's two other. There's two Lauras. Honey Badger. Oh, she's not Laura. They're the same. They're a clone. But mm, they do have the same. She's not a clone. All right, but they do, she doesn't have the same memories. She's not Laura. She's Laura. She's not Laura. They have identical DNA, bitch. They do, bitch? Yes. Did you DNA test them, 23 and Miho? Why do you think of the new mutants that they were saying she wouldn't be resurrected because it would be a duplicate? I've never heard of the New Mutants. I will kill you. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so that'll be interesting when that comes up. <clears throat> yeah, this whole this, Laura is a mess. But let's talk about Invincible Iron Man. Oh my God! I can't believe it happened. They fuck. Yo, they Emma Frost fucked. and Tony Stark fucked because they are in love. They're in love. But here's the thing: now is they're living as a married couple. They're dating like a married couple. They're working they're together all the time. Like, and now they're, they're fucking, fucking like an unmarried like couple. couple. <laughs> and he's even saying, as we read in the beginning, when this is over, I wouldn't mind trying to figure us out. And I think Emma is like, we're all going to probably die. So I'm just having fun. So when they win, which we know they will. Excuse me. I just burped. Disgusting. Disgusting. When they win... What yes. is she going to do? I'm scared that they're setting it up for her to be like, no. But it's like Cyclops doesn't want you. He went with fucking Gene. Be happy with Tony. I've been reading different forums and it's a fucking split decision. People are like, no, oh, this sure. will ruin Iron Man. This will ruin Emma's character. And then there's other people like, no, she belongs with Cyclops. And then other people are like, no, they're great together. Let them be together. Let them be together. I just, I'm worried about Emma Frost's, oh, you know what? I just remembered a rumor I heard, but I'm worried about Emma Frost's role in the Tom Brevoort era, the post-Krakoa X-Men era. I mean, we're all afraid we're going to get the same old logo and the same old mansion and the same old Xavier and all that. I'm really nervous that Emma's just not going to be a part of it like she was under Bendis after so much prominence. Okay, but here's the thing. What if that is true because she's going to be an Avenger? That's incredible. You know, she is part of the Illuminati now in the Thanos limited series that's currently on shelves. Instead of Xavier? Uh, yeah. Nice. It's her. Yeah. So she, she's like actively fighting Thanos with Doctor Strange, Iron Man. See, you know. that's the thing is I think Emma Frost might become an Avenger. I think she might become like a really primary. Kind of. Marvel and remember, they character. tried to do that with Rogue with the where she was only in the ultimate avengers and was nowhere else they might do that with emma and i think what's the rumor what's the rumor that she's going to be in charge of x-force oh all right that's fine that there's there's going to be a new x-force book with her at the helm which i will eat up love it love it so let's hope but i'm worried in general because, you know, you've seen what Gene's role is going to be. Have you seen this nonsense? We got our first preview of like the first like kind of post Krakoa book. And it's some um, limited series about multiversal Wolverines traversing the multiverse on some mission. <sighs> and they're guided two fucks about that. They're they're guided by Phoenix. And so you're telling me, like, if that's going to be 616 Gene Gray, you brought Phoenix back to do that to just be a guide to a bunch of fucking Wolverines. There were already too many Wolverines. You finally got the Wolverines back down to one. With Old Man Logan and all that shit. We got it down to one. Stop it. I'm sure Jean will be doing something else. I'm sure she will. If Wolverine can be in 500 comics at the same time, so can Jean. Can we talk about an Iron Man, though? We have Forge and Riri, Ironheart. Uh, Basically... They go to um, Nidavellir from yeah, the Avengers Infinity Asgard War to help get the Mysterium um, 
uh, what's it called? Smithed? What do you call that? Sure. Smithed. Forged. Forged. That's the word. Oh, it's right there in the name. Yeah. Um, and then here's the, then there's this whole setup of of this weird dragon appearing, being like, "You don't, you, the power of the ten rings, Riri. You can't handle it. It will turn you blah 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 blah." And so they're forging the stuff, and then they make all of these Iron Man ships out of Mysterium that could be undetectable. Um, you know, they're on Discovery, and basically, it's my little prep joke. Thanks for not <laughs> laughing. I'm sorry. Asshole. I'm sorry. I was, I, you know what? <laughs> Listen, like sometimes we, we, we zone out. We look at a panel. Oh and I, I want to like, say oh, something well, about that. Evil Jeff was I, talking. So I realized I don't have to pay attention. No, that's not true. I just, I just saw a panel I really liked and I'm sorry. I had a moment where I, what did you say about prep? <laughs> I was like the other, the new ships are undetectable with the <gasps> mysterious cause they're on Discovery. Hey, there it is. Anyway, um, but then the Forgers of Asgard, they try to rebel, but they she uses the rings, but then she almost kills them. And then Forge is like, don't do it, bitch. And then she's just like, you're right. I'm just going to throw these rings away and sends them off into space. And I felt like I was like, well, that ended. That was a little anticlimactic for me. I don't know. And now I feel, well, they set up a new plot. They set up an Ironheart plot yeah. or a future Iron Man plot. The search for the Ten Rings. Okay. Here it comes. Fine. Uh, uh, the my Ten Rings that part. I sent out myself. I don't know. But right, like, right, right. Oops. I, oops, I shouldn't have done that. Let me get him back. Uh, my favorite part was when the guy activated <laughs> Forge's automatic defense leg. Yeah. <laughs> no, you fool. You've activated my automatic defense leg. Oh, my God. I want one of those. Right? I, I got one. Um, and in the end, it turns out Orcus, that Wolverine, that extra dead Wolverine that didn't, you know, all those extra Wolverines, dead Wolverines. Lying yeah, around, back to that, that one's ready to fight Tony Stark. Ready to go. Ready to fight. It's a Wolverine body. Here we yeah, go. Cool. 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 It all's coming to a head. It's great. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's great. It's, it's great. great. It's great. I want to talk about a, a next section, a new, now that we're done with the X-Men, I want to talk about a new thing. Well, it's not new because I talk about it a lot, but anyway, I want to try and convince Brett. There's another segment of me, Jeff trying to convince Brett to watch a Thai BL. Hit the Hit music. All right, for those of you in the know, I am obsessed with BL soap opera. What is BL? BL stands for Boy Love. It's it's gay soap operas that are made in Thailand, they're made in Korea, they're made in Japan, they're made in Taiwan. They are they give me the gay the gay stuff I want that America wimps Doesn't out. Doesn't give. Won't when, do. America will be like, hey, I'll do a movie red, white, and royal blue once a, once a generation. This yeah. shit, they're giving you dozens of them a year. And there's two supernatural ones that I've mentioned before, but I need to mention them again because they've gotten out of control. Okay, and I what's want the latest? You to watch them. Do you still have the IQ player? IQ.com. I do. There is one called Pit Babe. Pit Babe? P I T? P I T B A B E. I've mentioned this before because it is the first Omegaverse. Oh, right. Live action Omegaverse. So if you remember in the Omegaverse, Omegaverse, you're either born in an alpha, an omega, or a beta. Betas are just normal people. But alphas give off hormones and they can impregnate an omega, which is a man that men can get pregnant in this world. And omegas can get pregnant. Now, in this world, they're calling them alphas and enigmas, but it's the same thing. Ooh, okay. Close anyway, enough. this this world, it's basically this guy, so hot, his name, but here's the there's another extra twist, is he's an anomaly because he's an alpha, but he only but he's a bottom. So he only likes to get oh. fucked by other alphas. Okay. But when an alpha smells each other's hormones, they get turned off. But in this, he meets another alpha and he doesn't smell his hormones. 
And so he starts fucking them and they fall in love. Meanwhile, they're also driving around in race car driving because he needs to get fucked before every big game, before every big race. That's the pit. And his name is Babe. His name is Babe. Oh, that's the Babe. He's the Babe and he's in the the race. Pit Babe. Yes. And he has to get fucked and he finds this hot little alpha that can fuck him. But it turns out, here's as you're watching it, it turns out there's like the alphas in this world each have their own magic powers. They're like oh, mutants. Some like of them are telekinetic. The Some of them have superhuman strength. Some can see the future. Yeah. Um, I'm in. And they're all being raised by this evil guy that's like selling them like a sex... Like, Charles like, Xavier? Like a, yes. Yeah, so there's like an evil Charles Xavier that brings them together like, hey, I'm going to teach you. But then he like sells them to like, you know, <gasps> to the highest like, Char- like Charles Xavier? Yes. But but he, Pit Babe, Babe runs away. And he is the most powerful alpha of them all. But it's not almost like, it's more like sinister because... In the later episodes, it turns out he's like, I don't give a shit about you because what I give a shit about is your kid. Because your kid will be the most powerful alpha in the world. And so he's trying to get a guy to get to have him get pregnant. Let me ask you this. What happens when Babe meets an Omega? In this world, they're not in this world. Sorry, he, an enigma. And in this one, an enigma. In this world, he's only attracted to alphas, so he's not into enigmas. But he's not like he's not like repulsed or anything. But, he's not like, oh, oh, no, but powers. here's the thing: is there's a bunch of twists and turns, and then it's like, wait, I'm an enigma. What you're seeing? Everybody, there's betrayals. People are like double crossing and triple crossing, and then they're also having gay sex all the time. It's great. Oh my God, I'm in. It's I, called so, Pit Babe. The objective of this segment is to get me to watch a BL. Okay, yes. Yeah. Success. Okay, so then here's the other one I want to... Uh, there's three. There's three that I'm going to try and convince you of. Good The other Lord. one is on YouTube, and it's called The Sign. And it is about two uh, police recruits. Ooh. And for some reason, the one police recruit, he can always sense when the other police recruit is about to die. And so he's always goes to save him. He has a vision of when he's going to be murdered. But the other guy's like, what the fuck are you doing? Get away from me. Why are you always like in my business? And he can't tell him, well, it's because I have visions that you're going to die. Why not? Well, eventually they have to, it turns out that they're like linked from a past life. And then there's dragons and magic powers and evil dragons and demons that are trying to like keep them apart. What's this one called? This one is called The Sign. But the thing that I'm going to sell you the with, sign. yes, there's magic, there's there's um, action, but in the first episode, there is also um, four shower scenes where all of the recruits- Four? All of the recruits are just naked, and half the scenes are them naked with their butts out Fuck. talking. And they're all gorgeous. And- they and this also has tons of gay sex. Granted, a lot of the gay sex are just in their imaginations, but they finally in the last episode had sex, and he's getting pounded up against a shower door. It's really hot. Hot. And then the, the and then the other one, the last one I'm going to sell you. This one is called Hey, you've heard of BFFs? Yeah. Well, this one is called DFF. Dead friend is- forever. <laughs> Ew. So a bunch of college kids go to a cabin in the woods. Okay. And they pair off and all start fucking each other because they're all gay. Okay. But then one of them gets stabbed with a tree branch by somebody. Really? And then they see there's someone like in a hooded costume. <gasps> and then four of the kids are like, actually, that's the costume from the, the we were here three years ago. And oh we God. made a movie with that costume about a killer. And one of the kids uh, that Died? came with us disappeared. Ooh. And those four kids are like, shh, don't, no, nothing happened with him. He just disappeared. Oh, shady. And all the boyfriends of the other people are like, bitch, something happened. And then they all start getting killed. 
<laughs> so it's a horror movie. But in the between, they're just like, hey, let me suck your dick. <laughs> oh, I'm in. I'm going to watch that one first. It's called DFF. I will say once the murders start happening, they don't really have as much sex anymore. I mean, and appropriately so. It would yes, be weird it would if they be did. a little weird. It would be a little weird. And that one's called DFF. Pit Babe, The Sign, and DFF. And that's also on IQ, but The Sign is on YouTube. Hey, and just listeners, I'm telling you, somebody watch one of these and message me because I'm alone. I will If you message me and DM I'm me on alone. Instagram, I will talk to you about it because no one else watches this. And He's it's talking so about fun. me. Anyway, it's good. Okay. That's, all right, that's the end of my segment. I've watched other things that oh, you've watched. Okay, what, what, hit the music. I always feel like I'm watching a comic movie or TV. I want to, so I've watched two move two, you know, I keep track of my first watches, movies I watch for the first time throughout the year on my Letterboxd account. And CBQ Brett, by the way, if you're on Letterboxd and... Those were Asteroid City and Poor Things. And I understand that you've seen both of those as well. Fairly recently. I am not a Wes Anderson fan. I feel it is all pretty, pretty, pretty shots and and flourishy dialogue that means nothing. And I have to say that you must then have hated (laughs) Asteroid City because it is the most quintessential example of exactly what you're just talking about so i but and then but my my partner joe loves wes anderson movies and which is surprising because i'm always like he hates everything he loves them um i think it's because he is a storyboard artist and wes anderson is a fucking storyboard artist wet dream yeah. oh absolutely because it's gorgeous i will admit yeah. that i was watching it on the plane because i'm like i'll watch it on the plane i'm trapped i had i i did not i had to stop i made it, it about an hour into it and he's like no but look there's aliens and this and i was like i don't care i don't care the second, so if you have not seen Asteroid City, and this may get an Oscar nomination for best screenplay. A lot, it's on a lot of people's lists for screenplay. I would be very surprised if it did. The second that it opens with a black and white Brian Cranston, who is giving you the concept of the movie. This is not a movie. This is a play. Asteroid City is not real. What you are about to witness is a play, not a movie. I was like, oh, this is going to be annoying. But, but here's it? the thing is they still were showing the play and then going back to the color version. And I was like, oh, wait, so the color version isn't the play? The color version was the play, but they delivered the play as if it was a movie. That was, but then then the move, then the part that was the movie part then should look real. Then don't do any more of the black and white stuff. I hated it. I hate it. I only like that. I liked Rushmore and the fantastic Mr. Fox this is the only Wes Anderson movies. I like the Royal Tenenbaums is one of my favorite movies no, of all time. Fuck that movie. And that, and the, I, I got into the biggest fight with people where they're like, Oh my God, Gwyneth Paltrow. She is our queen. And I was like, fuck Gwyneth Paltrow in that movie. She was bad. And everyone's like, no, she was amazing. And I was like, no, it's just written for somebody that can't, anyone that can't act can do that. She just was sad. She just yep. didn't, she literally just had no emotions. Anyone that can't act can do that shit. Yep. Right, but I love whatever. it. She was great. <sighs> okay. So I hated that. Did you like it or did you not like it? Um, I thought it was interesting, but watching it was tedious. Yeah. Okay. But I heard you watch something else that is my favorite movie of last year. So we're going to go, go to complete opposite. Yeah, I um, can't say enough good things about Poor Things. I think it should be at the top of everyone's list. I have to say I was very surprised and pleased. I went on a Sunday night and my theater was packed, packed. and it had yes. been out. Packed. People are really into this movie, but people don't realize how fucking weird this movie Very is weird. you i i could feel and sense everyone around me being like oh it's this yeah but then kind of digging it yeah i had 
the fact that I love this movie this much, even though I had the worst experience seeing it, I'm always in, well, I am always in charge of the tickets because I'm OCD when it comes to movies. People are like, oh, we'll just be like, miss maybe the the, the previews. I'm like, no, bitch. No, 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 we no. We need no, to be no, in no, there no, no, for no, the no, whole no, experience. No, 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 no. Yes. Okay. I want to go to a movie theater with assigned seats. I want to be sitting where I want to be sitting and I want to get there before the, the thing starts. So a friend bought the tickets and then I thought the movie was at 7.30 and we're all eating and he's like, oh, we should get the movie. The movie starts in 10 minutes. And I was like, what? I thought you said this movie doesn't have assigned seating. We need to get there a half an hour early to get the seats. And he's like, oh, no one's going to see this movie. And I went, everyone's going to see this movie. We show up. There are only four seats in the very front. The very front. Literally, you had to arch your head 90 degrees. Can I ask you a question, though? Was a part of, Was a part of you so happy that that was the case? This movie, because, because it was, you were right. It was because all, you were right. It was all fisheye lens. Yeah, that's true. It totally worked. <laughs> no, I just meant because that meant you were totally right and <laughs> you should have got the tickets. <laughs> oh, and no. I, I wish I am I, my neck. Friend. I had to get a massage a day later because I had a crick in my neck <gasps> from seeing in it. In the water where you got jerked off. I did not get jerked off in the water. I swear to God. Um, All right, poor things. Who knew it was Frankenstein? Great. It's Frankenstein. It was Frankenstein. It's creepy baby. It's Frankenstein. Pregnant lady suicide Frankenstein. It's baby brain in an adult body. That's poor things. Let me tell you something. It's also a device to really turn a mirror up to society and show you how stifling and unnecessary and just plain odd and stupid society is yes namely their rules yes and and i the acting in this is great there's one performance i wish was somebody else but they weren't terrible who mark ruffalo i was not a stop fan. stop i was not a fan girl i want him to win the oscar <laughs> nope i was not he a was fan. He was my favorite part of it the movie. It felt forced to me. I did not like it. I did not believe it, it. I loved it because it was one notch higher than everyone else. And I thought that's what made it so enjoyable. I felt he was trying a little too hard. For me, William Defoe <sighs> was amazing. And yes. And fucking Emma Stone is going to win. She's incredible. That she should win the Oscar. She should. She should win that Oscar because what kind of role is that? It's incredible. Well, it's a tour and de she force. Ate and, I, it up. And, and I'll tell you right now, I saw Car- the the biggest contenders. I saw Carrie Mulligan in Maestro, and Maestro was a piece of garbage. I hated it. It's basically like Bradley Cooper being like, well, what else can I do in here to win an Oscar? And meanwhile, exactly. Carrie Mulligan saunters in and be like, let me just fucking act the shit out of this. She's great, but it's it's just like the movie is not good. Yeah. I also recently saw Anatomy of a Fall with Sandra Holder. Oh, I'm dying. I'm dying to see that. She is amazing. One of the best performances I've ever seen. But Emma Stone is doing something epic. She is playing someone from birth to full adult. She is playing the baby. She is playing the toddler. She is playing the teenager. She is playing the adult. It's something like the the amount of time and studying. And she said they did not shoot this in order. They did not shoot this movie oh, chronologically. And she's she's able to t- to do that growth. I watched a thing where she so said seamlessly. they she said they split it into like six. It's like oh. there's six versions of herself. So she knew how to get into which version. Ah, uh, yeah. It's just it's just something beyond. Um, it's, that it's, I feel like there's there's no one else that she has to win. And it's just gorgeous. Not only is it one of like the smartest screenplays and best performances, it is unbelievably maximalist, ornate, Yorgos, what's his name? It is so beautiful to look at. And it is such a grotesque set of characters and concepts. Yes. And that's the thing is I feel that her and Florence Pugh they are the younger, the best younger actresses out there, I think, in my opinion. After seeing this movie, 
I, yeah. You had like Florence Pugh was like, she was just doing amazing shit. But now after Emma Stone, who I always knew was good, but I was so angry at La La Land. Yeah. Because, yeah. and I people were like, but she was acting. I'm like, her acting was amazing, but she's not a great singer. Sorry. She's not. And sorry. Sorry about it. So she's I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy about, but now this, I'm like, give her all the goddamn awards. It's give great. her all the goddamn awards. Um, the nominations are coming out the day after we're recording this podcast. Do the math. Who do you think is your, who is your pick? We're not going to like say who's going to, who, who do you, who is your pick before would, the nominations the come three? out? Who of, do, of, who, who do you want for the four acting? For the four you acting, see, it's usually five or six. No, no, no. Winner in the four acting categories. Oh! Or not oh, even winner. Like, right. your favorite, Emma your favorite. St- Emma Stone. Emma um, Stone. Emma Stone. Um, I think uh, I want me some Charles Melton for Best Supporting Actor. He just blew He needs away. that momentum back. He needs that momentum back. I know it's going to not happen, but I'm sorry. I'm going to fucking... I, and I know people, might. I know Divine is she is great in the holdovers, but it's a very subtle performance, and I just kind of love the tour de force of Julianne Moore in May December. Yeah, I would give it to Julianne Moore. Best actor. Oh, who are the nominees? Who are the who's ever who even? I mean, oh oh, uh, Cillian Murphy. I would give it to Cillian Murphy. I think once again with Emma Stone, he's doing something very. I I Paul Giamatti is great. And if he won, I would not be unhappy. And the holdovers, have you seen the holdovers? No. It's great. But Cillian Murphy and Oppenheimer, once again, is playing Oppenheimer from a college student to an old man. Yeah. He's doing something like Emma Stone where he you're seeing a different versions of the same person. Of seeing the weight of what he's created. Yeah, of how it weighs on him. I think I think he's a, a lot. I think he's it's him his to lose. It's between him and Paul Giamatti. How about you? What's your four? I haven't seen enough. I'll, I'll get back okay. to you in two okay. weeks. <laughs> um, but I have seen some Drag Race. Drag Race. Yeah. Yeah. So we have our first elimination. Yeah, Miss Hershey. Miss Hershey, which. And- no surprises there. No right? surprise, but it's like when you literally just you have to make a women's outfit out of menswear. When you literally just take a pair of the pants and put them on and put them on. Go home. <laughs> and also, I just this is definitely go home. This is definitely up to the editors, but her whole identity was Cornbread's friend. And she had and I have kids. You're not yeah. Oh, right, right, right. But that she she mentioned that. She, we didn't even find out the story there. Yeah. So, no, she talked about it in her, the first episode. A little bit? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think, you know, we didn't get to see enough of her. And that's sad. And who knows, maybe in a comedy challenge or something, she would have done better. But, you know, in the end, you just, you literally took a pair of pants off the rack and wore it. And then your off shoes didn't match. The, she said off the rack. Off the rack, and then your shoes didn't match. So it's just like, you know, what are you going to do? You know, what are we doing? Um, people yeah. like to come for a mandatory meeting, but at least her outfits have like a comedic concept and she's going for something. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. I will say this. I knew Plain Jane was going to show up and be, turns out, not at all that. But you know what? I'm here for it. I am here for it. We love a villain. I mean, she looked good. Her, her the outfit she made was not that good, but the Octomom baby stole was everything. That was that was incredible. <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> yeah, but she's not at the level of like she's not clearly at the level of a Nymphia Wind or a Safira. Yeah, Safira and Nymphia Wind are clearly my two front runners. Nymphia Winch came out with that tie outfit, and I was Incredible. like, "That's on the another second level." She came out. And also it's the fact level. that she was like, they set her up where they're like, "She's not working; she's just going around talking to everyone," and she still pulled that shit out. I was like, "Oh, this girl, she's fucking got it together." I like. I kind of would like to see the. I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll get the later challenges, but I like when you check in on their process, and I felt like there wasn't a lot of that in this episode. 
It was more about I think their shade. They, I think they wanted to I think they wanted her to be a complete surprise moment when she came mm-hmm. out on stage. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. they didn't want to show anything of her making that mm-hmm. beforehand. What did you think though of the pumpkin dress? From Miss Safira? I thought it was incredible. It like it it veer like I wish it was more couture and less pumpkin. It was it, just it was I, very that was literal. My issue is it was a little too literal. I wish it felt a little more dressy at the bottom yeah. than pumpkin. Like the way the stem came up and became the bodice. I that love was that. Like I wish it was that. a little more of that. Yeah. And like just the bottom though was just a pumpkin. Yeah, like it could have been more of like like the pumpkin coach from Cinderella. You know, yes. where it's still a pumpkin, but it has like yes, but texture and yeah, and it's movement. Yorgos. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but that's the thing is, I people are just fighting and going crazy about plain Jane. But I'm like, but she is stirring drama for no reason, and I just love that. I love I that. love it. And people are like, yeah. she's terrible. She's a horrible person. I'm like, I don't care about any of that. She's stirring the yeah. turd. But you Stir you care turd. a lot. You care a lot right now. You're very emotionally invested. Yeah. So it's working. I think that's it. I think we did it. We did it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, we're going to talk about the Oscar nominations and, and maybe, maybe Brett will have watched pit babe. I, I, yeah, I I hope so. It sounds great. The guy's really hot. I've been, he was in another I mean, that's I've, my determining factor. And I follow him on Instagram. He also speaks uh, fluent English in an Australian accent. Um, he's really hot. Okay. Well, I love it. And we love you, we listeners. Do. One, two, three, and four. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if we feel gayish or full-on gay to you, it's because we are. And that's because we read comic books. Because we did not read the warning on the label of the comic oh, books. No, what does it say? It says if you read comics, well then that makes you queer. queer. Bye. Bye. Bye.